Hey, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, we're finalizing our worship series called Worth It. Uh, we've been in the Paul's letter to the church at Philippi where we're discovering how much following Jesus really, really is worth it all the way. So remember, friends, if you're on any of our streaming platforms, you can check in using the TMUMC app. Or if you don't have that, you can just capture the QR code that's on the screen. That'll help you check in. Listen, we love to know you're with us, but even more important, if we don't know you're with us, we can't develop a relationship with you. So help us know that so that we can keep connected and, and keep you growing in a relationship with Jesus. So today, Paul's final chapter in the book of Philippi, a great discovery of how he kind of wraps up what it is he's trying to help us understand. And in part, he's trying to help us understand contentment. You know, contentment's a fascinating thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I've always been fascinated by who are content and who aren't content. And you know, somebody who actually comes to my mind who is content is Dana Phillips. She, every time you speak to her, every time you recognize her, even when life is hard, even when it's been very difficult for her, as it has been for many of us, I see, I witness in her contentment. I witness the power of God's love and the recognition that God is with her. Contentment really is an interesting thing. I, I describe it this way. Contentment is not really about external circumstances, but rather it's a matter of the heart. And when we recognize that, it helps us to better discover what Paul is talking about in the letter to the church at Philippi. If contentment is a matter of the heart, for those of us who follow Jesus, we recognize that what that really means is it's a matter of faith because our heart is what gets transformed by Christ's love, right? Our heart is what God is tugging on and pulling us toward when we discover contentment. You know, that simple analogy of the glass is either half full or half empty is a perfect physical analogy of what contentment is. We can choose contentment or we can choose discontentment, right? And unfortunately, we've all encountered folks who are that way, folks who, golly, no matter how good life might be or no matter how uh, things are going around them, they've chosen discontentment. They've chosen the glass is half full. Well, Paul, the apostle, when he writes to the church at Philippi, remember, he's not only writing from prison, but he's writing to a church that's been uh, through it thick and thin, and he's trying to encourage them to recognize the glass is half full and there are opportunities, and there are ways forward. So in the last chapter of Philippians, Paul is trying to call them to this recognition of what it looks like and feels like and is to become content in Christ. And, and he offers them some great wisdom and insight. He, he begins in that fourth chapter by simply encouraging them and calling them to prayer recognizing that that connection in prayer is so vitally important in our discovery of contentment. And then Paul does something fascinating. He, he begins to thank the Philippian Christians for their offerings, for his ministry. You may not know this, but Paul, you know, didn't really seek out gifts for his ministry. And, and the church at Philippi is one of the few churches that financially supported him. And so even while he's in prison, Paul is reflecting back to them on how grateful he is on their generosity and the powerful ways that they've helped his ministry and in turn, the building up of the kingdom. And then he goes into what some will recall as some familiar words that Paul offers about both contentment and about strength. Here's what Paul says. He says, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. He's acknowledging that they've had this concern and that they've been uh, thinking and praying for him. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. 
Not that I have ever been in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Those are powerful words. I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So for some of us, that particular phrase is what Paul, where Paul is known for, right? And part of that gift that he offers to us is a recognition that, man, even though life can be hard, we can still find contentment. Now remember, Paul is writing from prison. And friends, I don't know about you, I, I've never been in prison, but I, I know it's no walk in the park, right? But reflect back in Paul's day, prison is much more difficult than it even is today. I mean, in Paul's day, there were no TVs. There, there were no gyms to work out in. There were no libraries to seek out books. There were no uh, chaplains and no medical care. So just imagine, as difficult as prison is today, Paul is writing from prison that has none of those sort of modern-day conveniences that we know uh, prisoners sometimes have today. And so this guy who's in that kind of circumstance is saying to the Philippian Christians, hey, you can find contentment because I have. I've discovered what it's like to uh, have lots of stuff or have absolutely nothing, to have my belly full or to have absolutely an empty stomach. I've discovered contentment. And this is a powerful phrase because it's going to sort of hinge for all that Paul has already said that the Philippians can hang their hat on as followers of Christ, right? Contentment. It, it means that I, I can discover fulfillment and even joy when circumstances are not helpful or not as I had hoped, right? And certainly that's Paul's circumstance. And then he'll go on to say, so if we have this contentment, if we recognize this is real, if we have this hope, by golly, you can do these things that I've been asking you to do, Philippians. You can indeed do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Now, I don't for a second believe that Paul meant to say, hey man, if you really put your mind to it, you can go build a rocket ship. Or if you really put your mind to it, you can go move this mountain. I, I don't think Paul was talking in the physical realm at all. But I do think Paul was talking in the, in the spiritual realm. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can uh, pass by those dilemmas that are going on in your life. You can overcome these setbacks that are following you. You can overcome these travails that pull us down by the strength and by the presence of Christ. All Paul is really doing here in this last chapter is sort of finalizing his arguments, right? About what it means to live a life worthy of Christ, about what it means to be humble in Christ Jesus, what it means, in fact, to move on to perfection. You remember we talked about that last week? If you weren't here or you didn't uh, watch the message, I want to encourage you to go back to last week about this process of growing in faith, becoming stronger, and ultimately discovering this contentment that Paul's talking about. Because it's a game changer. Contentment in Christ, contentment in God's love helps soothe the soul and helps us discover the fulfillment that Jesus really has to offer for us. I want you to hear Juan's story. He has an amazing story of faith. Now, I know many of you will not know Juan personally, but uh, Juan comes to us and is a friend of Treach through our outreach ministry known as Epiphany 
uh, ministry that reaches out to uh, youth incarcerated in jails. And Epiphany is a national organization, maybe even international, I'm not really sure. But of course, many of our church members have helped with Epiphany. And what they do is to go share the hope and the love and the forgiveness of Christ that ultimately helps folks find contentment in Christ as well. Listen, as Juan tells a powerful story of how he discovers contentment in Christ. When did I realize that it was worth it? I honestly believe my epiphany was when I was incarcerated for the second time. Two years, uh, I wanna say two years after being released from TYC, um, I recommitted, I committed another crime and uh, I was back in what I call the belly of the beast because I was back in a situation where I didn't want to be in. Uh, and being that I had priors as a youth, I was looking at 15 years minimum and it was a scary situation for me because here I am barely starting my life, barely knowing what's going to happen. And it's going to end right before my eyes because I'm going to be incarcerated for the next 15 years. So, um, I went to what I knew, what was planted in me, which was that seed, and I started praying. I went back to the Bible. I started attending church every day while incarcerated in Lucerne, and, um, which is the county jail for Dallas. By the grace of God, uh, who I call my spiritual mother, which is Kim Beck, she um, got in contact with me. She knew she hadn't heard from me, so she just kept, I guess, searching or texting, calling me, and she wrote me, and we got it. We, we, we reconnected, and she just sat me down and implanted me and, and told me, don't forget to pray. Don't forget, your, don't forget what we taught you. And uh, life just... I want to say unfolded and, and it, it, I, I gained an epiphany it opened before my eyes and I knew like life's going to be better from now on as long as I commit to this track and stay right and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> Why is it worth it to follow Jesus? Why isn't it worth it? I mean, over the years, I mean, uh, He's blessed me with so much. As I stated earlier, it's um, in, my in the bottom of my life, at the bottom of the barrel, when I'm at my weakest point, um, He helped me. and to just to just be thankful it's, it's almost like if you had someone help you you know you're, you're at the lowest point of your life and they give you a helping hand you would be grateful to that person you want to show them so much gratitude and love and he's been there for me uh, through thick and thin with covid there's times where we didn't know how we were going to get through and christ made a way um christmas this past year we got into a car wreck and i was like i don't know how we're going to do it and then randomly financially he found a way for us to get a new car and and uh, he's just there every step of the way. He never fails you. Like, I just, I'm so grateful and, and I want to just show more gratitude because it's like, I feel like there's there's never been one moment in my life that he's let me down from the bottoms to the middles to the tops. And I'm just so grateful for everything in my life. Isn't that an amazing story? I mean, Juan's testimony, Juan's witness to what it means to find contentment, even while in jail, even while not having uh, some of the tangible things that we sometimes want in life, to discover that Jesus is with you and that Jesus wants to help you. I want to offer what I hope might be some real practical ways to discover this contentment of which Paul is speaking and that he wants for you and certainly I want for you. And so just a couple of ideas that can help us walk down the trail of discovering this contentment. The first, I just simply call this, that we need to pursue perspective. 
And all that means is, look, let's put our lives in perspective. Let's recognize that, yeah, I may not have everything I want. I may not have everything that uh, I had desired or things may not be going the way I wanted to or, or golly, I didn't get that job or uh, my marriage clearly is having a struggle. Even though I'm having difficulties, to pursue perspective simply means let me realize that there could be things that might be worse. There could be things that are much more circumstantial than what I'm going through. And when we look at the big picture and we discover that perspective, it can often change our understanding and certainly change our outlook. Because part of contentment is this discovery that um, when external circumstances are not what help us to find or to know contentment, then we don't need to place our trust in those things, whatever they are, homes, cars, automobile, whatever, uh, we, we want to find contentment in this relationship with Jesus. And I love the way that it, it's put in Hebrews. The writer to Hebrews literally says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For God says, I will be with you and I'll help you. And so when we pursue perspective, it can often help us better understand and to discover contentment. The second thing I think that works really well is if we will generate genera gratitude. If we generate gratitude, man, that's all about attitude, isn't it? That's all about how I look at life and how I can recognize that I'm grateful even for the hard things. I'm grateful even for the things that may not be what I had imagined because God's there and God's love is good. I love the way the psalmist put it in Psalm 136. He just said, uh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. God's faithful love endures forever. That's what we're striving after, right? That's what we want in our hearts and in our lives. And so if we'll generate gratitude, thank God for the things we have, even if they're not what we wanted, or even if they're not going the way we'd hoped, let's thank God for where we are and what we have. That will help us find contentment. The third thing that I think works really well is if we will train up trust. That is to say, trust in God, trust in God's hope, trust in what Jesus wants for us, that somehow God has this, that somehow God's gonna help us move forward, that I can rely on God in these times. I love the way the prophet Jeremiah put it. He was very straightforward in chapter 17. He just said, happy are those who trust in the Lord, who rely on the Lord. That's what trust means, right? I'm, I'm relying on God. I'm relying on what God can do for me and with these circumstances. Train up trust. Then ultimately, friends, this is the hardest one, but I think it leads us to the greatest sense of contentment that helps us to do all things in Christ. And that is this, seek the source of your soul's most sincere satisfaction. Now, look, I know that's a long phrase, but just think of it this way, seek the source. Friends, way too often, we have put our trust in things that we don't need to put our trust in. Far too often, we have tried to uh, find fulfillment in stuff, to find some sense of abundance in things, and it never works that way. Have you ever noticed that when we got that thing we really wanted or we were able finally to purchase that big thing, that, yeah, it, it was nice for a little while, and then it begins to fade, right? A part of what Paul is telling us is this genuine contentment can never be found in stuff, can never be found in things, will always be found in a relationship with Jesus, will always be found in making that followership of Christ worth it. 
I love the way Timothy put it in one of his uh, books. He, he literally just said it this way. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of a life that really is life. You see, friends, that's a description of contentment. When I take up this relationship with Christ, when I follow His teachings, when I grow in a relationship with Him, when I discover how that calls me to service of others and to share God's goodness with others, that's the life that really is life. That's the contentment Paul's talking about. I've learned to be content, whether I'm full or empty, whether I have all things or no things. And he writes all of that from prison. Friends, I know that there are days you, like me, feel like you're imprisoned. There are days you, like me, feel as though the world is going to heck in a handbasket. There are days when you, just like me, feel as though nothing is going right. What I want to suggest, first of all, is unfortunately that's reality. That's the bad news. The good news is we have a Christ, we have a Lord, we have a Savior on whom we can rely and who offers us hope and love and mercy to face the future, unafraid. That's where contentment is found, friends. That's where the gift of hope can discover for us a way forward. I wanna encourage you to pursue perspective to generate gratitude, to train up trust, and to seek your true source for your soul's satisfaction. Friends, that's where contentment will be found. Here's what I've recognized. Contentment is worth it. Faithfulness in even difficult circumstances is worth it. Following Jesus is worth it. Friends, my hope and prayer for you and I in the days and months and years at Lyhead is that we will discover Paul's truth, that when we follow Jesus, we can find this strength and we can truly do so much that we could never have done before because of Christ Jesus our Lord. He really is worth it. Thanks be to God that we have that gift. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, thank you for the power of your Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of his love, for the opportunity we have to find contentment in a relationship with him so that we can find strength to do all things through him. God, thank you for that blessing and for that gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, one of the things that I recognize we're able to do as a ministry is to serve others, to share God's love, and to transform hearts. And it's all because of your generosity every single week. Thank you for the way in which you are so generous. If you'd like to make a gift today, you can capture the QR code that's on the screen, or you can text the letters TMUMC to the number 45777. Thanks for all that you do. We're really grateful.